cliffcentral.com. And it's good morning to you and to you and especially to you as a uh, yeah, beautiful day here in Johannesburg. Uh, Really, summer is in the air, and it's uh, very good to be with you here on Spotlight. My name is Alan Ford here on CliffCentral.com, uh, and we've got a great show lined up for you. If you've joined us today, uh, we're going to chat to the guy, uh, one of the performers from Dire Straits, this Dire Straits experience. Um, uh, he's performed with Paul McCartney across the world many, many years ago, and now... Well, I mean, here comes Johnny singing oldies, goldies. That's how it goes. Yeah. Some of the magic 120 million albums sold. And uh, they're on tonight in Pretoria at the uh, Time, it's a Time Square Arena. And, uh, and so, yeah, we're going to chat to, to them. Uh, we're going to talk to Chris White uh, from Dire Straits Experience. He's, uh, it's going to be great. She was the... They have performed with people. I mean, he's just incredible. What a band. And, and you know, if I'm not mistaken, in a documentary about Princess Diana, um, this was her favorite band in the whole world. So, uh, yeah, I mean, 120 million albums. I think that's a, that's a real highlight for the show. Now, Josh Anzi's not in studio. So I phoned him and I said, Josh, I hope you know we've got Dire Straits on the show and you're not here as a rocker. And he was just very, uh, very perturbed. But, uh, but Josh, Josh, Josh couldn't be with us today, but he comes back in next week. He's my new foil. Uh, I, he's my jukebox. He plays music for us. So, and that, of course, that great show, Rock of Ages, is still happening and uh, it's rocking the city of Johannesburg. And we'll chat to Vesson Udendal, uh, who is the musical director and associate producer, and he's done so much. He's in studio with us. We'll also talk to one of the stars, Laura Kleinhans, and uh, we'll chat to her in a moment's time. We'll also speak to Peter Dirk Ace, Tani Evita Basenho, who comes to Johannesburg this week for The Echo of a Noise. And we'll talk about the most phenomenal dinner experience that I've had, I think, in my life. And it's hard, and I've been all over the world. Um, and we'll talk to Dinner Time Stories SA. So that's all happening on the show. But I do want to open up with something rather funny, something rather brilliant. And uh, at the, it's, it's in Johannesburg at the moment. He's in Durban as we speak. Uh, ben Foss stars in a show called Benny Bushwhacker, which is a, a satire take on how we react to the bush. As per se, all right, and uh, at different situations of nature, okay, and um, it was written by John Van Der Rit, of course, well known for Spud. I believe he's writing another book at the moment, and it was produced by Janice Honeyman, the one and only. Uh, so it's a showstopper, and uh, welcome Ben Force to the show all the way from Durban. I know the show is not in Durban, but you're taking a break there. Hi, Ben. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Ben, tell us about the show. Who is Benny Bushwhacker? Benny Bushwhacker is a rather insane but uh, <laughs> wonderful human being who grew up in the bush. He ran away from school when he was 10, mm-hmm. and he kept ending up in the middle of the, the, the bush outside the craddock where he grew up with his grandmother, and uh, he's been in the bush for like 25 years, and he's decided to, to come out and tell people why they should try and conserve it. <laughs> From the perspective of a guy who has a standard four education, although I suppose you've got to remember that Jacob Zuma has a standard three education, so that's that's probably not a bad thing. I think Jacob probably should have done one more year, though, because I think in standard four, or Benny at least in standard four, learned not to take other oak stuff. 
Yeah. Whereas limited <laughs> women that listen. Well, hold on. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so, so let me ask you this question. Um, you yeah. see, you're a phenomenal, well-known actor. You've starred in Green Mamba, Black Mamba, Mamba Republic, Bended Like the Beauty, Beauty and the Bee. I mean, well-known, well-known uh, comedian and uh, satirist. And of course, um, have you worked closely with John Fundery? Uh, John Fundery. Do you know each other well? Yeah. Yeah, very well. Johnny was actually the best man at my wedding. Okay. And, uh, he, yeah, so he's a really good friend, but we started as creative friends mm. primarily. Like we, <laughs> we actually produced a show, like I'm telling you, like years ago in Durban, we produced a little show of Oedipus the King, mm-hmm. which is like the Greek tragedy. And I was playing Oedipus, but I was working as an engineer at the time. <laughs> so I would drive all the way from my engineering job all the way into Durban for lunch hour, perform Oedipus, take off my overalls, perform Oedipus, go back. And Johnny was cast as the shepherd in his standard, in his third year at Varsity. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some bizarre reason, reason, Oedipus and the shepherd got on exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we we just hit it off and had fat chats by backstage about like uh, John Cleese and comedy and um, you know not the nine o'clock news and then we'd walk on stage and go and belt out this tragedy. So it was quite a strange place to have met and to have sort of connected on comedy. But we did. That was when we were like, I mean, he must have been twenty mm. and I must have been twenty-two or something. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it, it must be great to speak and act to his work. I mean, to his, uh, so when he writes stuff for you, because he really is a superb writer. I mean, and we've seen this go around the globe. And I believe uh, also yes. Spud the Musical is now coming. Uh, I believe that he's yeah. working on something like that. It's to be fascinating. Yeah, he's been working on Spud the Musical. I don't know if I'll be in that. I don't think my I, singing voice is going to qualify. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it must be great to work with Janice Honeyman, the, the likes of, I mean, this is a, and this is really funny stuff, this show, because this show talks to how human beings behave in the natural uh, uh, surroundings. Yeah. So, so what I do, Benny's not really, I mean, Benny's funny, but he's not like actually the funny mm. the funny bit of the show. I heard you talking that you've got a new foil coming on your show, and, yes. and Benny's in a funny way, the, he's in a way the foil, and then the really funny guys are um, the people that we meet in the bush, you know? So like some millennial and stuck in the middle of some wilderness without any reception is funny, right? Some mm-hmm. some teenager who can't get hold of his home. I play a guy like that. I play, you know, the, the big, uh, the nonsense guy who sits around the fire um, at the at the Skakuza camping site with his belly out and his beer out and never leaves the camping site because actually he's too, he, he, he's, he just, he, he's too lazy to even get into his three million rand four by four and go for a drive to look for something. But yet he's got all the bush stories, you know, and he waxes lyrical about leopard eating out of the palm of his hand and crap like that. And then, um, you've got, um, you know, the Santon mommy who's trying to be the, the forward thinking recycler, but in the process is killing a snake in her recycling cupboard because she's so terrified of it, you know? <laughs> uh, so all these sort of, um, controversial and, um, offbeat characters that you meet that are associated with the bush that you, that, that, funny way harming the experience of conservation <laughs> and then Benny like tries to bring us back to normal and say sheep you know let's not try and end up like these people perhaps there's something else we can do so that's where the comedy comes from Benny's more the straight man and then those foils jump in and out and give their own opinion on it so I play about 14 characters yeah so, so Ben I, I, there is a character that I know that you don't speak to but I do think that maybe when you do this again it maybe could be written into the, into the production now yeah go and, on and let me tell you what it is you know 
girls needing to pee in the bush on a game drive is going to be one of the, that is fantastic that yes. is, that's one of the things I think oh, you have so to true. explore because and do, and you know boys the just whiz there we go okay whatever and then girls are going to like, go behind a tree where there's a snake yes. and a and a, and a lion and how you got to walk with them and then you know we and then <laughs> there's no so they're going to drip dry it's a very funny piece trust me on this one and they panic man and you know I was on a walk recently I was on a wilderness trail with five Scots uh, <laughs> men and women and we had to you know you had to go use the spade you know to dig to do anything of that you had to go and use the spade everyone waited until like the fifth day until they couldn't hold it in anymore and then they would go and and dig out, and it is. It's actually a very funny thing how it's such a natural thing, but people are so so, so weird so, about it. Weird uh, about how they're going to do it, and oh gosh, where am I going to touch, and where but, am I going to sit, but, and where am I going to look? And oh. but, it, but boys don't have the problem because boys just stand and whiz. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, for the whiz. I'm talking about the number girls. two here, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about the, the, the I know. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I, this is really going in a cuck direction. Yeah, I know. But this, is, no, are, this is a cuck interview. This is, this is a cuck conversation. But, yeah. but I will tell you something interesting, Ben, is that, yeah. you know, when you, I, I went on a, I did a big hike once for charity with the South African Chefs Association. And again, yeah. the same story. And then you think, how are you going to do this thing? So your first two days are constipated. Then you realize that you've got to go. Um, <laughs> you've got to go You've got to go the minute you need it, man Your body doesn't think Funny, that. but if you were drunk no. You'd be fine Somehow it would work Because you'd have no inhibitions yeah. But so, I, so so Ben, I think there is a, a talking point I'm not telling what Just a, uh, something to think about When you when you do the second or third run Well, I actually appreciate that I think that's funny And also the fact that Most of our conversation Has been around it Yeah, I know Sorry Maybe, Besides, besides the other thing I think that it might be right <laughs> Who, uh, besides... Who cares about the genius Of the writers and the actors <laughs> Sorry, Let's I just thought about, about it cuck. <laughs> ben, tell me some more about uh, who are who are some of the other characters that that that, that you love playing in this in this. Let's jump in there. Um, I've, one guy who's really grown on me, who used to be a Brit, but I've turned him into a German. Is I've I've got this German lodge owner uh, who's Klaus Weber, and he's he's like <laughs> what I like about him is he's a German who you know we all think Germans don't have a sense of humour, <laughs> and he's he's out to prove that Germans do have a sense of humour. But obviously, in the process, he proves that they don't. So it's quite a, <laughs> it's quite a, his, his jokes, he expects everybody to laugh at his jokes. And nobody laughs at the jokes. Even the audience don't laugh at his jokes. But they laugh at his reaction to his jokes, like how he, he, he tries to force the audience to laugh. Uh, so I really like him. And he, Benny, he's the guy who gives Benny his first job. Um, I'm very fond of him. I also play like uh, the millennial I really like, this entitled, like, you know, gender unspecific flamboyant haired 17 year old who's just completely <laughs> entitled and sitting and, and having an absolute meltdown that he's got like no reception bro. it's like oh it's breaking his heart and then there's <laughs> uh, you uh, see I'm a bush I'm a, I'm a bush freak so you see these characters when you uh, when you're in the bush all the time it's the yeah, funniest thing yeah and yeah. and so I've what? got it, uh, Ben. I, I don't want to give too much away because people need to go and see the show. But I think that the secret here is that if you love the bush and you love to have the experience of seeing how human beings behave in nature, this is a show for you. That's it. That's pretty much you've, you've hit it on the head. Yeah. So it's not a it's not a serious. I mean, there's a little message in it, 
but it's certainly not as serious an evening out. You come and have a good laugh at all the, the quirky characters that inhibit their natural world, <laughs> from rangers to mommies to kids to dads to, you know, boozy campsiters to, uh, you know, how a, how a Capetonian might not feel out of the fame boss, you know, yeah. uh, to... So, so it is. It's a whole mishmash of lovely characters that Benny sort of hosts and takes you through. And in the process, we learn about Benny and his life. Benny Bushwacker, Ben Force is happening at uh, the Studio Theatre at uh, the Peter Turin in Monte Cassino. Uh, I wanted to just uh, say also other great things coming up. How's Durban, by the way? I know you're just there for the weekend or the week. I heard you saying, no, it's nice, man. Uh, look, I like Durban. I really do. As long as I can be performing in Joburg in Cape Town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love I feel, it. Otherwise, it feels a little small. But I do adore being here. The weather is a bit of a dog show today. But the, uh, I believe it's lovely up there. So, huh. good. but you come back. You back tomorrow, aren't you? So yeah, we'll see you back. Yeah, back tomorrow. Back tomorrow. I've Got a show tomorrow evening. So and where does know, the show go to next? Where does it go next? Uh, I'm going to Port Elizabeth for the next week. Like I leave straight from Joburg to PE, and then I go to Maritzburg for a week, and then I go to Pretoria. Pretoria is the big one, actually. People at the Atterbury can see me in November uh, at the Atterbury, and then I go to. Cape um, in Cape Town over over Christmas and New Year for six weeks, like long long haul. Are yeah. you performing there? Yeah, yeah, okay. performing so, there for six weeks. Yeah, well, that's that, the theatre. That's going to be at the that's at the Baxter. Well, I've got to just tell you something. I'm happy to to say people wherever because we've got people listening throughout the world and of course throughout South Africa. Uh, catch yeah. uh, Benny Bushwacker where in your city. And this is just, again, the comedy's brilliant, uh, you're brilliant, and it's just a great, great laugh. And, and if you love South Africa, you love the bush, and you love bush experiences, you're going to love the interpretation of the way people react to it. That's what the show's about. Ben Foss, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Come into your studio show. next time, eh? Come in. Yeah, I was desperate to come in, I must say. I'm sorry I'm in derbs. Anyway, thank you so much. It was what a, ca- what can you do? You've got you. the sea, you've got the humidity, yeah. hey, you've got... You know, you got lots of things there. Okay, and, I'm and, actually and, in my dressing gown. And and you There's got Jacob too. And you got Jacob Zuma. Enjoy. And we got Jacob. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> man. <laughs> the one only Ben Force good to have him on the show with us. And in a moment's time, we'll talk to Peter Dirk Ace. But I want to welcome into studio Vessel Udendal and Laura Kleinhans. Welcome to the show. And uh, and Vessel, so so he's upstairs. You're downstairs, and you're across the 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 street in, to some extent because you've got. Uh, Forever plaids downstairs, okay. Um, great opening night on Sunday. Thank you. The the four voices are. You know it was interesting. Someone said to me they've seen the show when um, Richard Loring did it. Yes, and at the sound stage, mm. and then they said, and I remember actually seeing it then. And then someone said to me, when you see the show, as long as the harmonies are perfect, uh, that's the key. Yes, that's the key, and the harmonies were. Perfect. That's amazing. Which is, and you couldn't be there. Okay, so the, the associate producer, the, the musical director, he couldn't be there because he's busy directing at Rock of Ages. At Rock of Ages, yes. On the other across side of the, the road, yeah. across the street. Which is, <laughs> so you've got a, like a, a packed house this side, a packed house that. That's multitasking. <laughs> I think. Well, uh, sometimes you have to be a multitasker to make it, you know. So we, so we have someone, Ben's in Durban. You're originally from the Eastern Cape. Yes, that's where, correct. Where are you from? Well, I was born in Port Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Um, With a I, I just mentioned Port Elizabeth, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, the friendly people, yes. I, I I hope I am testament to that. Okay. Um, 
But, uh, and then I sort of did my schooling at the Lady Grey Arts Academy, which is sort of a bit more northern side of the Eastern Cape. Um, yeah, so I went to an art school there. It was pretty exciting. So, uh, can you sing? Um, yes. Does as it sound like I can sing? As, as, a, as a musical director, I'm sure you can. Uh, I know you can because I've seen him sing on stage before. I saw him playing and singing, and here's to you, uh, yeah. the tribute show to Simon. Gokhan. Well, luckily, as a musical director, you don't need to sing because you, you just have to tell people <laughs> how to sing. You don't have to sing yourself. I don't have to. My bread and butter is not dependent we, on my we, singing. We voice. made a deal on Sunday. What what? I can. I'm going to make you sing. <laughs> and you know I'm going to do. So listen, naughty. he is the most. He's the one. Of the, listen, I want to just read credits because credits are important. Because when you read uh, someone's credentials, they are quite critical. So, when you have worked, Percy has a degree in music. Okay, cum laude. Just cum laude. Just so you know, it's really important. You know, Where did you get that information? I've got everything Alan. here. Don't worry about you're, it. You're okay. Then he did Avenue Q, which was a huge success. Mm. I loved, by the way. Mm. That to me, I, I I saw it. I've seen it twice in New York, and I saw it, I think five times here. Yeah, obsessed with that show. Mm. I love you. I also love that show. Then you did the songbook, uh, the Simon and Garfunkel. Here's to you. Then you you've done Rock of Ages. Uh, you're perfect. Hedwig and the Angry Inch, award winning, by the way. Well done on that one. Uh, lots of, I mean, Saturday Night Fever, International Tour of Greece, Jesus Christ Superstar. That's just to name a few. <laughs> now let's see if he sings. No, oh, Alan, we're so so see, I, I think I'll only yeah. do it if you if you're gonna sing. Then I'll, I'll we can so sing what, a duet what, together. What are we gonna sing? Oh, okay. What are we gonna sing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So you you got to find the song. We, we everyone sings for their supper, by the way. Everybody does. <laughs> I'll rather do something else for my supper. That's. Oh. What else can I do for my supper, Alan? Laura Clanons, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Moving swiftly me. along, clearly. <laughs> swiftly along, and, uh, with a blush. Oh. How are you? I'm well, thanks, and yourself. Are you loving this production? Oh, so much so. It's an absolute dream come true. Um, Vessel was one of my lecturers at Oakfields College, and the fact that I get to work with him now is just an absolute dream come true. Now, uh, so, so you, you're in the ensemble, great bunch of people. So when you're working with the blocks of, cra- listen, you've got a, ba- a few crazies. Mm. I, I mean, in a love kind of <laughs> Definitely. No, besides no. you, who I know is a bit crazy. And Yaku, not 100% normal. Yeah, no. But, but, so you've got Craig O'Barney. Right. Mm. You've got the likes of, um, Josh Hens. Mm. You've got Matthew Cunahan. You've got Niels Clausen. You've got, uh, 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 so many other uh, Zach Hendricks You can't get more right. insane Exactly Than Zach I mean uh, You've got Cito all right. exactly. He's actually quite normal Compared to the to Well the, yeah He's a little bit more docile But he's, he's uh, Yeah, yeah, but, but, still, yeah he's but, but he's He's got a very wicked sense of humor I, That I can assure I, you yeah. I, I will say something wonderful about Cito And of course Cito's from Bonneboom He actually is the Ultimate rocker Absolutely Of all time 100% He is the He is the dude mm. So um, Are you having fun with all these crazy people on stage? It is Unreal. Can you sing? I can. We're going to get you to sing. She's the singer. You sing. <laughs> We've got some of the guys from Rock of Ages in studio. We've just spoken to Ben Foss from Bush, Benny Bushwacker. I'm so excited. We can talk to the guys from Dire Straits. Chris White. They're here from the UK. Um, over 120 million albums sold. They're performing in Pretoria tonight. But this has got to be one of my favorite people on earth. He is my hero. And he comes up to Johannesburg to do the Echo of a Noise. The one and only Peter Dirk Ace. Peter Dirk, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. How are you? How's Darling Darling? Darling Darling is fine. I'm in Cape Town, Cape Town at the moment. Okay. I'm staring <laughs> up at Table Mountain, and I'm so glad it's too big to steal. <laughs> oh, well, 500, <laughs> what, 500 
billion rand later. Interesting, hey? Oh, God. Now I'm very well. I'm coming up tomorrow, and then and I'm going to be up in you. Now, how's the things in Joburg? Are you people still okay? We're still all right. Nothing major happening. Just as we get, weather's good. Uh, and I know you love performing to the Joburg audiences, and of course, uh, you're doing the echo of a noise. Now, Peter Dirk, you must forgive me. I haven't seen the show. Tell us what it's okay. about. What is it all about? Well, it's a sort of a monologue of my life. It's just an extraordinary thing. It started as a one-night stand at the Grahamstown Festival in 2015. And uh, it was reacted. The reaction was like, I just won the Soccer World Cup. And I thought, yes, this, what's happened here? And I sit on the chair and I tell you a story. And it just has been probably the most successful thing I've ever done. Because there's no mention of Malema. There's no Zuma. There's no, I don't think we even use the word apartheid. It's just about people. And about our lives, you know, you will see your life in the frame that I give you because we all have very similar experiences that are totally different, you know, with parents and with dreams and with fear and with happiness and with sex and without sex. And and so that's what it is, the echo of a noise. So um, I'm very excited to be back in Joburg with it at the Belalaika Hotel, mm-hmm. which is also nice, um, and, uh, and uh, tell my story. And now another piece of, of this is that, that you talk to the fact that your your mom was Jewish. So you're an Afrikaans Jew. I'm a Jewish Afrikaner. I belong to both chosen people. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, and, no, that was a, extraordinary. And we only found that out after she was dead. So, I mean, that was that was a secret that was kept. And, I mean, you know, one's life, actually, when you look back, and I as look back as a, as a Calvinist Afrikaans boy and realize that most of my childhood was just... Um, secrets in dark corners and trying to find out the truth now after all these years is also quite an adventure for me and so that's uh, also reflects many people's um, uh, you know reactions to their lives as well so uh, I mean I, I like being 74 because the audition is over you know the disease to please has been cured now on one so, note uh, how is your dear friend I mean I know you don't get on that well uh, Tani Vitebis had note how is she doing in her 80s Oh, she's doing fine. She's very busy. She's cooking away in the kitchen of Lutuli House, and she's looking after the faction fighters. Uh, she says they remind us so much of the National Party in the dying days of its power. Um, so she's very, and she's got her uh, Evita's free speech on YouTube every Sunday. So, I mean, she's, she has her window to the world as well, which is very nice. And, and I know there's no room for retirement yet. We almost saw that she died recently in the, in the, in the last show. But uh, yeah, no, that no, she retirement hadn't died. is a word we can't spell in any of the 11 languages. So <laughs> we carry on until, until we don't carry on, you know. <laughs> this piece, the echo of, uh, of a noise, talks to your life, talks to who you are. And, and, and here is a question I would love to know. If, if, if the 74-year-old Peter Dirk Ace was talking to the 24-year-old Peter Dirk Ace, in all that, what, what would you say to him in retrospect? That's a very good question because I sometimes think to myself, if I had known what I know now, I would have taken a different turning. Um, and I think fear controlled my life, and I, I don't wish fear on anybody. But, you know, because I was so scared of so many things, I didn't take chances, and therefore I'm still alive. I mean, just just think sexually, you know, in the 80s with HIV around and with one's own experimental adventures there. I mean, it could have just been the end of the line. But because I was so poop scared every time standing thinking, oh, what, can I do that? How do you do that? Must I do that now? I'd rather have Goulding. Um, <laughs> so, and another piece of advice is be careful of advice. You know, I listen to older people because people told me they knew better. Well, I'm an older person now and we don't know better. You know, so always listen to advice and get a second opinion. That's what I'd say to myself if I saw myself again. 
at the age of 17. Uh, and I think that's what this talks to. I think it talks to the good. It's nice to reflect on one's life, and it's nice to, to you know, Peter. We we're always very happy to to laugh with you and to to hear the satire of politics with you. And but sometimes to know someone's life story and journey, um, gives you so much insight into who they are because it has because that has to be honest. It's got to be to reveal the truth. Demi Moore recently came out with a book where she talks yes. about being her her basically her mother. Sold her for sex um, mm. because her mother was an alcoholic, and they needed money. So she said, "Okay, we'll take my daughter." It just, but I mean, no one knew that happened to Demi Moore. You know, you saw yeah. the superstar, but the age of sixteen—that's what. Her, so it's it's fascinating when someone starts to reveal their life story because I think it also gives you healing to some extent, and at, at least at least allows you to confront the truth, and also sharing. Something that most of us don't don't talk about, and that is love—the love we have for our our parents, um, the love we have for our heroes, the love we have for our, our pets. Um, that sort of gives the balance because when there's always bad news, there are two pieces of good news, and I always feel that the negative is so boring. I mean, to be negative and and confront all the time is so damn exhausting. That uh, it's much better to just take a deep breath and just. Watch a bird fly around and settle down on a on a branch and stare at you, and you know that that bird is thinking, "Who is that idiot sitting and looking at me?" <laughs> so, um, you know, I like silence. That's also something I've learned now in my life is say less, listen more, uh, and that's why. In fact, later today, I'm going to a school here in Cape Town, Westerford High School. They've invited me to come and talk to the school, which is one of the highlights of my life. I love having a chance to talk to to young people, and I start off by saying, "Listen, I'm 74 and you are 16." Uh, why didn't you make me feel 16? I'll make you feel 24. And suddenly <laughs> the, the playing fields are, are, are leveled and we can just talk about s- survival with humor, always with humor. And that's Not what because it's done. funny, but because you're in charge. You know what I mean? I, I love the work that you're doing, darling. Can people still see your shows up there and go to your Diperon and, and all that lovely stuff? Oh, absolutely. Stuff, yeah. we, we on, uh, you know, just go into my website, evita.co.za, uh, and see where the shows are. And... Uh, and it's working well, and it's yeah, very exciting. I love it. It's very nice. So, so I've got a, a very nice lot of stuff that I'm working on for next year. So uh, I hope we'll see each other across the microphone then I, as well. I can't wait to see you. You know that you're one of my favorites. You know I'm obsessed with you. In, Thank you. Seriously, Thank you. seriously I really am. You know I just said every time I really am. And uh, the echo of a noise happens. I will be seeing it this weekend, so I'll see you after the show. It's happening at the Balalaika this coming weekend. Uh, and, of course, two shows only. You don't want to miss it. It's fr- Friday at 8 o'clock and Saturday at 3. It's good to have a mm. show in the afternoon as well so people can get home when the lights are still on. I mean, the sunlights <laughs> are still on, not the police lights flashing. You know what I mean? The one and only <laughs> Peter Dirk Ace. Thank you for joining us, sir. And please send okay. love to Tani Evita. Need a cook up a storm in Latuli House. I think they had a, a roadblock around there today. I don't know. Something's going on with the taxi oh, association. Probably, probably giving cook sisters away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, thank Thanks, you. Darling. That's the one and only Peter Dirk Ace. Always wonderful to have Peter Dirk Ace on the show. Now, we uh, have got the guys from Rock of Ages in studio. Vessel Udendahl, Laura Kleinhans. We're going to sing something, Laura. Laura, Not because sure. let me tell you why. Because <laughs> why? Have you heard of Skin Sense Day Spa? No. Do you like spa? Do you oh, like massage? Oh, I was born to be massaged. <laughs> Were you? I, that's my purpose in life. Okay, I want to tell you, none of us in the studio want to massage. I'm joking. <laughs> that's why we, I didn't mean it like that. But I mean, we, we're going to give you a massage. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you I love it. Because eh? you find these hot guys. It's like, 
Would you want a massage? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, here it is. It's a voucher. Value. It's almost seven. It's a real thing. Oh wow! So you're gonna sing. Amazing. So that, this is what sure. we're gonna We gotta make you sing something, and you gotta help. Everyone's gonna sing a bit along, okay? And uh, so give gonna, me the key. <laughs> now I'm gonna get. I'm find something from YouTube. Oh, this is how we do it. Yeah, careful, Laura. Yeah. I had prepped a song even because I was warned. In oh, advance. have you got it there? No. What's the What's the song? It was a cappella. I was just going to sing "Don't Stop oh. Believing." Oh. <laughs> oh, we're doing that again. We've done it every single day on the show. Okay. Oh, you mean we did "Don't Stop Believing" again? We did. Oh, We've we done did. "Don't Stop Believing." Okay. I think we can do it again a different version. Let's, 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 let's do "Don't My Stop." My variation. Yeah. Yeah. Let me hear it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, as we do this, just at nine thirty this morning, the one and only uh, Laura Claynons. Go. Alrighty. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train Going anywhere And just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train Going anywhere Wow. Well done. Ooh, la la. Thank you so yeah. much. Well done. And that is for you. Did I earn it? You <laughs> earned it. It's a good festival next. Don't worry about no. this one. You, you can so take awesome. your voucher. Okay. Exactly. Don't worry. Yes, it's coming. Skin Sense Day Spa in Ravonia, Johannesburg's hosts a comprehensive range of expert beauty treatments for women and men. Thank you so, so much. Uh, it's a space where every beauty need can be achieved, from a full body massage after a long day to just basically having your nails done and for a special occasion. Walk through the doors, feel as though you're in Bali. It's so zen. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really superb. And this month, 10% of the proceeds from their specials will be donated to Cancer, the Cancer Association of South Africa. Let me do that again. Cancer, the Cancer Association of South Africa. Wow. Check out what's on offer at clipcentral.com or you can find out more at www.skinsense.co.za where you can book uh, the treatments or even shop online. Isn't that fun? That's brilliant. Mm. That's, That's great. Thank Amazing. you so Vessel, much. Vessel, what are you going to do for me? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Vessel. Uh, you know what I can what, do for you? I can conduct you and then you can sing something. No, no, I'm going to do this quickly with you. Come on. <laughs> so, so let's, so let's find out what's, what's one of your favorite songs to sing? Simbamba. What's that? <laughs> See, I knew, I knew that will uh, floor you. No, I'm, I'm, so, I'm, on, I'm on YouTube. <laughs> You're not going to find it on, on YouTube. No, no, we're going to find something else. <laughs> should we do something from Simon and Garfunkel? What do you want to do? I don't know. Uh, so, what should we do? Uh, let's sing a, let's sing a song together, everybody. What do you think? It's early in the morning. You are a musical director. Come up with something. <laughs> well, you can sing Bridge Over Troubled Water. Mm. It's a bit hard, but I mean, I could do it. No, I'm <laughs> you see, I'm, going, I'm, I'm trying for an audition. I'm joking. <laughs> Vessel, um, tell me about being a musical director, and yeah. uh, and especially, you know, you have, we have the likes of Clifford mm-hmm. Cooper, Brian Schimmel. Uh, I mean, the lists go on. Yeah. They're brilliant in this country. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, you've been around for a long period of time. Is it? Are you? Are you loving? Producing and musical directing is it is it how's it working for you? Um, it's working pretty well. Um, I think uh, I guess the the fortunate part of it of producing is also being able to produce work that I would have liked to have um, been the musical director for. So mm-hmm. so it, it's kind of um, it sort of goes both ways in, in in that sense. So it's it's pretty it's pretty nice to do work that you are passionate about instead of having to do work that that um, that you had to do. 
rather than what you want it to do, mm-hmm. if that makes any mm. sense. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. And Rock of Ages for one is 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 one of those pieces because I just I grew up in the eighties and I know the music pretty well and it sort of is a not trip down memory lane for me. So when you went to art school, what did yes. you what did you study? What were you cum laude no, at mm-hmm. university? Uh, uh, what did you do? Did you have any instruments? Um, so at school I did um. I did my piano. I did, I did a bit of singing as well. I sang choir and all of those sort of things. Uh, I did, I played organ. The church organ was one of my instruments that I played. Yes. Um, and then I decided to, to go study musical theater at, at what was then known as the Pretoria Technicon. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a year of that. And then I realized my sort of strength lies more on the music side of things. Mm-hmm. So I want to focus on the music. And, uh, then I went to go study my degree in music at University of Pretoria. And how many instruments? You still play, obviously, piano is your piano is my, mo- you, my main, main, main focus. Can, I do, yeah. yes, I do. I, some of the the shows that we've done before, I've written the music for, especially more sort of on on the play side of things, but of incidental music for plays and and those sort of things, um, like the mystery of Irma Vep that mm. I yes. wrote music for, and, and yeah, so that was also brilliant. Eh? That was a very fun project. Yes, uh, that was a fun project. Mm, mm. What a great comedy piece, by the way. So it just, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, you've done so much. And of course, uh, we look at what, what I've loved what you and Yaku have done with your production company mm. is that you've also done things that are slightly off the beaten track. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess one, I one needs important. to have a balance. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you have to appeal to, to, to people who don't normally come to the theater, but at the same time, you want to also do work that, that, um, that people don't often see. So it's, it's, it's pretty exciting to be able to be in that position where you can do mm. those sort of things. So, so Hedwig and the Angry Inch, I thought, mm. I mean, Paul, the toy, just insane. He is insane. He's uh, absolutely and insane. And Jim, I mean, they were both mm. brilliant. Yeah. And then you looked at the Mission of Irma Vep. Um, yeah. again, you had Jonathan Rocksmith there starring with, uh, with Wesley. Wesley. <laughs> Such a great duo. Mm. Mm. Again, is the, Strangest looking choreographer in the world, <laughs> but brilliant choreographer. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. Just, seriously, yeah. uh, I'm just I mean, in a bad way. I just mean it. Mm. Just you never. Sometimes you're like, yeah. well, is he the? Because he's just. And at the same time, he's also the choreographer for Rock of Ages. Yes, he does the original choreography. I mean, so it's it's it's, it's pretty amazing. awesome to to see the multifaceted side of him. I said this, and I said this. Uh, when I was chatting to the guys in the studio, I've said it for years. Everybody cross pollinates again, mm. across each other. Mm. And Laura, when did you finish school? Last well, year. Last year. Yeah. So have you have you realised that people know this one from this one and this one from? And that's why I said don't sleep with anyone in the business because it can be hard. <laughs> Seriously, you can make things very. And I'm not saying that you're gonna. I just it makes things. I mean, only twelve, but I mean, it makes <laughs> it makes things it makes things very very uh, and weird. Absolutely. So, so don't don't screw someone over. Don't have affairs. Don't. And I'm I'm reiterating this because you. It's so important to say this because you end up cross. Mm. Pollinating yeah. in the market exactly, and and but, but actually, but strangely together. enough, um, Laura, like she mentioned earlier, was a student of mine at Oakfields College. Mm. So, I mean, by being her lecturer, I could see sort of the type of work ethic that she has, and I mean that would have definitely influenced um, mm. our decision in casting her in, in this production. So, the fact that she was a hardworking student really bodes well for her. And if she didn't know me um, through the studying process, um, you know that's. There's, there's another, so there's a cross pollination. There's actually. another big lesson because it's across this business and mm. maybe across everything, but also don't, don't believe your own PR. Yeah. Seriously, don't. Mm, yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, if I can give you a life secret, don't think you're bigger than the than the shit. Mm, mm. If you catch my drift. Yeah. Mm. Because in general, um, 
your t- times where you're flying, mm. and times, and that's life. Mm, that's uh, in that that book that Demi Moore wrote, mm. okay, a well-known actress, as you know, across yeah. the world, from G.I. Jane to A Few Good mm. Men, uh, t- just phenomenal actress. Okay, but she that she they don't cast her anymore because she's too old. So if she had, and she got a big business brain, yeah. But if she had an arrogant attitude, uh, no one's going to want to work with you. And Absolutely. that's that's another lesson, I think. Mm. I don't know if you agree with that. I mean, mm. you've worked with everybody from the greatest showman in general, uh, yeah. here and a bit abroad, okay. To in particular, I mean, and mm. and haven't you realised that if you if you think you're bigger than the game, you're going to lose? Absolutely. I mean, and in South Africa, we don't have a star system like they have anywhere else in the world or in the major sort of entertainment centres. Um, so we have to. You will go from being a chorus boy to being a lead in the next um, musical, but then the next one you would might have to step it down again, and so you have to you have yes. to be able to to be able to work. You need to to be open to to those sort I've, of things. I've had radio shows, TV shows. I've seen exactly. people come and I've seen mm-hmm. them go. Absolutely. Okay. I produce as a producer, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. particular. If you're hard to work with, can I tell you something? After the tenth show that you've done, mm-hmm. Vessel, we can talk to this in some respect. After the tenth show, I promise you, we don't care how good you are. We are now had enough. Yeah. Duck, <laughs> take a hug, right or wrong? No, you're right. Do you agree with absolutely. me? Yeah, here's absolutely. your skin sense voucher. <gasps> Yay! Did I earn it? Yes, because you just wow. And and so that's why when we do the show, I want to. You know, we have the the greats. We're talking about Dire Straits. You're talking about Peter Dirk Ace. You're talking about phenomenal people. But but just if we can be a learning, it's it's that if and people listen to the show, just keep that in 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 mind. It's just. Uh, yeah, just young people, whoever across the board, as you heard Peter Duque's, just remain humble, mm. craft what you do, mm. keep it going, and then also you must be able to seriously adjust Absolutely. and move. Okay, yeah. and don't uh, throw tantrums. It's yeah. After the tenth one, no one's going to take notice. Like, seriously. Yeah. If if you if if you hone in on the skill, and if that is the most important thing, your skill and and the the art form, then. Nothing can go wrong in that in that respect. Now I come to something that is quite incredible. Mm. Have you heard of Dinner Time Story South Africa? No, but I'm so I, I, I want to describe this to you. Okay, yes. so you walk into this beautiful room, beautifully made up with these beautiful ornate French-looking chairs. Uh, you're coming in for a six-course dinner. Mm. There's a wine pairing, if you wish, and you sit down, and in front of you is a book. Okay, which is a storybook. You know, one of those old Disney storybooks yes. that you see, uh, Pinocchio it opens mm. up. And then as you open this book up, a little chef pops out and the chef's about 58 millimeters. Okay. And he starts to talk to you in French and he has this whole conversation as you look at him on your, in front of you on your plate. How is okay. that possible? Wait, wait, wait. This is, we're going to get there now. And then he basically starts of discussing how he wants to find the best foods of the world. Mm-hmm. And he read a book by Marco Polo. And when he read the book by Marco Polo, he rea- realized something called the spice route. And so he then takes you through a food journey, mm. literally a food journey, this little chef. Mm. He gets into a bird at one stage and flies from India through the Himalayas off to China and and in, you're having the whole meal from India mm. then the whole meal from wow and this is all there's no 3D glasses it's all happening in front it is insane how do you describe it Paul Rossard thank you Alan and, and a former 
former teacher at yeah, a school. Former teacher. And then went off to Vegas and did events for years. Yeah. And, and now you, you, you're back in South Africa doing this incredible Dinner Time Stories essay. Yeah, so Dinner Time Stories in the footsteps of Marco Polo, as you've described, takes our little chef, Le Petit Chef. Um, from Marseille He's this little down and out little chef Who's trying to make it with a food stand And creates him Or changes him if you like Into the success story But uh, it's a journey of seven courses of food Where we take you through Marseille We take you into Arabia We take you into India Up the Himalayan mountains, Mount Everest Into China And obviously then back to Marseille Where we complete the journey At one point Okay, with the Amush Bush which is basically yeah. your canopy, all right, to some extent, or, or your pre-starter. Um, he he ends up on the seas, yeah, okay, because he started obviously Marco Polo started on, on in a ship, and and so the at one point the whole table turns into the ocean, mm. all right, the whole table turns into the ocean. That the lady across it was so authentic. The lady across me said, "I'm getting motion sickness." <laughs> wow, seriously, no, but wow. and what a, so, and no, a whale jumps. Off the table into the sea, and you've got dolphins jumping in front of you. What's going on there? It's, it's okay, basically so that, it's a projector. Yeah, so we've got a projector. Your, it's a it's a specialized projector. It's yes. been manipulated for us, and there's a lot of secrets and uh, involved in the technical. It, yeah. yeah. So basically, what we've done is we've taken augmented reality and we've combined that with 3D mapping. Um, for the people that are not familiar with the terminology, augmented reality is very similar to when you put on the goggles and you literally become part of the action. You're in a shark cave and you, you know, jumping around with sharks and you can look around and wherever you are, you can see everything in 3D. And then 3D mapping is basically projection onto unlevel surfaces so that it's completely in focus no matter what the depth is of the item that you're projecting onto. So there's no discomfort when you're watching the show at all. You don't need to wear the goggles. You don't need no, to. No, there's none of that. It's the best. Yeah. I thought I'm going to wear 3D glasses. Mm-hmm. You know those stupid yeah. things? Yeah. Mm. Uh, which annoy me. I can't watch those mm-hmm. things. They drive me crazy. You know, when you're in the theater and you're exactly. rubbing your eyes and yeah. then you see uh, the whole thing's weird. And then you're watching. No, it's, this is you can use your eyes and yes. your glasses. If you want it to feels see. real. Yeah. yeah. So there's absolutely no discomfort to the, to the guest who's enjoying this. And then obviously we've taken it to the next level as well. It's a 4D experience. So we stimulate every single one of the senses. So. Sure. We've got the sight, obviously. We've got the sounds. The whole show is soundscaped. Um, the scents come through as well. So no matter which part of the world you're experiencing at that one particular time, you actually can smell the scent of that area yes. as well. No, you start to smell, you smell the, the, cause the cardamom. Yeah. In India. Yeah. Sure. You can smell it. You go, what's going on? And then the food is absolutely delicious. You paired up with the Quarterman Hotel and Chef. Tristan Latou from the Quarterman Hotel, who's absolutely phenomenal. So between him and our little 58 centimeter toothpick sized chef, 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 the two of them make it happen, um, five shows a week. Let me say this very clearly. I have traveled and I, I I went off to Paris and I was invited by Moita Chandon to experience uh, a dinner, uh, in a restaurant, which was all, which is completely black, blackened. I mean, it was dark. And we were served by blind waiters and waitresses and blind chefs helping us. Wow. And we were eating. It was an incredible experience. I've had incredible experiences going off to Vegas. And I've seen lots of things like in South Africa like um, uh, Manners and Gara. Very special mm-hmm. experiences. I've seen dinner theater. This is, this, is, this is the best I've seen in the world. Amazing. Now, that's 
I'm, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I have speaking been, from experience. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess when you saw, if I had to see Barbara Streisand, maybe there would be, yeah, or, or, or Frank Sinatra, but he's not. Well, uh, I'm glad you're putting us on those levels. Yeah. Though. <laughs> no, but it is, it is on those levels, and, and I think so. Paul, we've got to get that across that you are that you are you. I have never seen anything like this in my life. Please take this this guy. He's got to go. Please. Oh, no, we've got to take You've got to. You've got to. Yeah. You've got to see amazing. this thing. I have you, to. Uh, you got sh- He's so busy doing it. Okay, how, can we make a deal? This is how <laughs> yes, we do business. Yes, let's do a deal. Let's okay, do. firstly, I just loved it and thank you for everything. Go and have a massage. And you don't even know how much I need this massage, Alan. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> Skin Sense Day Spa, our wonderful sponsors thank you, thank you, thank of you. the show. That, uh, so, 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 but you guys have got to see this. So let's make a deal. Mm. He's, he can get you backstage Rock of Ages Yes please Are you keen for Rock of Ages More than Okay so alright And can he come to yours Definitely, definitely. So can you swap Absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, we'll put him backstage In the kitchen It's not a problem <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it is such You can a conduct a In the back room. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely Absolutely brilliant And I'm so happy That you That you guys Are, are, are in studio Dinner time stories yesterday, But we're going to have some, some more conversation In a moment I, I, I want to welcome uh, Possibly one of the most Phenomenal musicians In the world Now uh, we have uh, the show is about music. The show is about entertainment. The show is and we go across the the world with this with this production, uh, and of course we talk about music, theatre, and dinner. And, but we have a rock show happening, not Rock of Ages happening at the Teatro, but in Pretoria we've got uh, the Dire Straits Experience. Chris White has been with the band forever to some extent, and of course has performed all over the world from Dire Straits. Chris White, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you? I am so honoured to have you. I am uh, so happy you are here. Welcome to South Africa. Have you been here before? Uh, only once, very briefly. It's nice to uh, it's nice to be here for a bit longer and have a look around. So, I mean, we, we're talking about some of the the music of of the seventies and eighties that people. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I've always wanted to ask this to a top international musician as you are. What is your favourite Die Straight song? <laughs> like, you have to open that. Open with that. Uh, well, uh, um, I always have the same answer. There are there are lots that I like. Actually, um, three three would be, for example, uh, Private Investigations, Romeo and Juliet, and well, I think Brothers in Arms is a really iconic mm. iconic track. Um, but there are so many. I, um, before I started uh, working with Dire Straits, I was a fan of of Dire Straits. <laughs> uh, you know, it's really hard for me to choose just one, really. Now, you've toured the world, and uh, and you've performed with uh, Sir Paul McCartney, just to name but a few. Yeah, I've had a, I'm very lucky. I've had a great, great career. I spent a very long time with Mark and Dire Straits, but mm-hmm. I've also worked with Paul McCartney and and Joe Cocker. Well, yeah, I've been very lucky. It's been it's been great, actually. I think to have such a blessed, blessed life. Uh, when you look at the, the the music that they spoke to, the music that you speak to, that the music of Dire Straits speaks to, um, what do you think their message was? What were they trying to get across in the seventies and the eighties? Oh gosh, it was a time of a time of change. Well, it was a time of huge change in the world with the events like Live Aid, for example. Mm. Um, so uh, those issues, I think, were being addressed by lots of people. I, I guess rock has always, oh, well. <laughs> Music has always served uh, the function of trying to allow young people to um, to affect some kind of change in in, in their lives. Uh, but also musically, things were developing. So for for Dire Straits, advances in in technology of instruments meant that you could go from a four piece band to sounding like almost like an orchestra on some things, which was which was kind of what Mark really embraced and how 
albums like Brothers in Arms became so different to things that had gone before. Now you look at some of the magic that you've done over the years. Uh, different audiences dif- uh, act uh, or react dif- differently to your shows. Where have you loved performing? Uh, we, we are... This thing, what we're doing now started um, it started eight years ago as a, as a, a, a one-off concert for a charity event in, in London at the Albert Hall. And it really was just going to be one one show. Um, amazingly, it's rolled on from there and Amazing. is continuing to grow. Uh, it's now a completely full-time job again, which is fantastic. Audiences do react differently. Uh, we were in Mozambique uh, two nights ago. And uh, the audience there, they actually, we played so far away, trackled so far away, the audience sang it so loud we couldn't hear ourselves. It was incredible. Um, in, other, in other places, it will be Sultan's a Swing that will do that or your yeah. latest trick or, you know. So, but uh, thankfully, <laughs> so far everywhere, come the end of the night, everybody's up having a good time, which is, which is the aim of it. I mean, to just it's incredible to see your life, your career. I mean, uh, the, the work that you've done, uh, saxophone, flute, percussions, vocals. Chris, you, you play them all. You play a lot. Uh, it's a busy old time on stage, yeah. But that's great. That suits me fine. Absolutely. And again, uh, obviously working with the guys from Dire Straits, uh, Christa Berg, Paul McCartney, yep. Aztec yep. Camera, you know, when you think about... Just think about working with, with just besides being a superstar yourself, but to work with Sir Paul McCartney and to work with these people across the world. I mean, it does it get intimidating? It well, when I worked, well, I was going to say when I worked with them, they weren't famous, which is kind of except for Sir Paul McCartney, who was famous, and I was absolutely the only time I've ever been starstruck in my life when I met him. But. Um, Apart from that, we were all we were all kind of young guys trying to get your know, young musicians trying to get our feet off, get our stuff off the ground, you know. So, um, at, at Aztec Camera were not the Aztec Camera that they are now. They were a new band, and so it was. You never knew. You never knew what was gonna what was gonna hit, what wasn't, you know. Personally, what do you listen to, Chris? I listen to. I, I try to listen to new stuff in, from the UK. There's some singer songwriters that I that I kind of follow. Uh, my son is a musician. He's he's in a band, so I listen to his stuff, which is uh, <laughs> which right. challenging sometimes. But um, I just try to keep my keep listening to what's going on. It's a very healthy time in the UK for music, actually. And I think that's that's the thing, is because I think music. Uh, always is transforming, always changing. Yes. And yes. while you have to keep up with that change, you've also also got to recognize the magic of some of the old stuff uh, yes. that, that has to follow through. And because that's where music, mu- music, I think, is a progression. Do you agree? Yes, I do. I do. And I think, I think you're absolutely right. There is some great new, new stuff, I think, coming up. But equally, you know, Mark Knopfler wrote for me some just some of the world's great songs and they were they had that they have endured is right and people have moments in their lives which might be defined by a song or something like that you know and it's right that people want to to revisit that chris white you said your your son is in a band and we spoke to some incredible people throughout the show and i want to ask you this piece of uh, advice young people getting into this business uh, what advice would you give them what is the what are the what are the tools that that will keep you sustainable most of the musicians I know who have been doing it all their lives uh, really have no option. 
uh, it's what they it's an obsession really it's a, it's a beautiful obsession um, so you, you kind of you just have to dig in and keep doing and and trust your instinct it's a tough time for people now it was much easier when I was starting to earn a living to be able to earn a living and, and, and pay your way that's really much more difficult now and and really the only big income stream is live work now um, but I, you just you just have to dig in and keep doing it Tonight, the people are going to see you rock Pretoria, which is going to be superb. Uh, that Sun Arena is really, really, really great. So I think it's going to be just really cool stuff. Uh, thank you for being in South Africa. Your fans are, are – I'm one of your fans, so it's really good to have you oh. on the show. And uh, and I must just say, I think it's uh, people like yourselves that stand the test of time, that, that keep, it, keep it relevant, keep it sustainable, but also keep that memory of great music alive. And I think that's what it's about. Great. Well, I'm, I'm, we are all so looking forward to playing here tonight. Um, I'm just about to pop across there and start warming up some saxophones in a minute when we finish this. Um, really, it's 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 going to be. I'm I'm so looking forward to it tonight. Chris, are you ever too old, or do you never retire? Do you just carry on rocking? <laughs> Let's ask the question. <clears throat> well, I mean, you might you might ache a bit here and there. It happens. Don't worry. I mean, I'm only forty and I'm aching a bit. But uh, it's, uh, it, are you ever too old? Do you think? Well, I, I don't. Live Aid, Live Aid was my also my thirtieth birthday, which was stunning. So that makes me sixty four now. Um, of course, in my head, I'm still about twenty eight, really. So um, I hope I hope all the bits keep working and I can still get up and do it until I fall over. Well, we don't want you to fall over. Carry on rocking, my friend. Uh, and uh, Dire Straits Experience, Dire Straits is in South Africa. Thank you for joining us on the line, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you very yeah, much. Uh, don't miss Git. If you, if you don't know, uh, the show is happening at the uh, Sun Arena uh, at uh, Times Square in Menden in Pretoria. Get the tickets. I'm going to rock tonight. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. And when you hear things like that, Bessel, gee was how mm. incredible. No, that's, it's, wow, what an honor. Josh Anzi. Mm. He, he should have he been in this. I told you. Uh, yeah. He should have been in this, this <laughs> the studio today. He should have. Um, uh, so I wanted They to could have done a duet together. Yeah, that would have been great, actually. And I, I was about to make him sing on the line, but I thought that's so inappropriate. <laughs> but I've made people do that before. I made, uh, sure. Engelberg Humperdinck sing from, yeah. from the U.S. Okay. <laughs> so we'd be, we'd be crazy. Yeah. We're not 100% normal. If you are listening to the show, my name's Alan Ford. This is cliffcentral.com and that was uh, Chris White from Dire Straits. Um, and of course in studio we've got uh, Vessel Undal and Laura Clanons from Rock of Ages. So we're going to be rocking in Joburg, rocking in Pretoria. There's oh, you're not one, on tonight. You're not on. Not, not so, tonight, so but we're from, from, from Wednesday onwards, but uh, it's our last week, so the, the people better move quickly. And then you've got Forever Plaids, so which is going to be Brilliant, that's happening. Yeah. And then you're doing a lot of children's theatre, or and the Christmas musical. Mm. We've got lots. Of so much, so much. But we'll we can chat about that later. We're gonna get you back <laughs> in studio. <laughs> we'll we'll get me back. Uh, I'm gonna get you. You're gonna sing and you're gonna bring the piano. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a deal. Okay, so don't miss these shows, and you can go to Compu Ticket or you can book. Uh, Go to Monte Cassino's website mm. to see all the magic work that you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, and, and Laura, thank you for singing and for being with us. And uh, kind of be cool to be on the show with Dire Straits. Huh? That's amazing. That's, this that's, is unreal. It's quite unreal. <laughs> thank that's you cool. so much, Alan. Welcome to, to one of the first debut interviews, I would imagine. I'm yes. sure you've done, but welcome. Thank you so, so much. So we will get you back in studio to do some more fun things. I would love to come back. And you enjoy mas- your massage from Skin I certainly will. <laughs> now, thank I you so much. I want to end again. off with you, Paul. Yeah. Um, Dinner Time Stories essay. I want to tell you... so. This is this is when you know you have a problem. 
Okay, not the, the firstly the food is delicious and it is seven courses, but you know, beyond delicious. But the the thing here is, uh, Paul, is that I I was so obsessed with uh, with this. I had a dream about this little chef. Okay, <laughs> I went back the next night for the same thing. Wow. Now I don't do sure. that. You know, so that is why I'm saying this has got to be one of the best experiences that you do. Please, so everyone that's listening, you've got a book for this dinner time story essay um, show. It is the corporates. Uh, if you want to impress anyone, can I tell you, it's even a date night. You might not talk to one another, and maybe you shouldn't. Let the food talk for itself. Let the food talk for itself. But literally, I'm saying this because... Um, it's just really, really brilliant, brilliant food. I want to talk about communal eating because you, you sit yeah. at the table and, and then I was by myself the first night mm. alone. Mm. And I sat with people and they became my mates. And on that note, I want to tell you because Cameron's listening. So Cam is writing his matric exams. He's That's starting right. soon. And he was sitting across the table. His dad yes. brought him. Cam, it's a shout out. He wanted a shout. Cam, <laughs> dire straits, a shout out. How's that? Okay. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. Cam's just say, Ma, who's Dire Straits? Okay, well, okay, well, ask them. But, um, so Cam, congratulations. Do well in your matric exams. Okay, we want six distinctions, not five, as we discussed on the table. <laughs> but you sit with other people. Yeah. And South Africans aren't used to this concept. And it's the most incredible thing. Every single night we get this, um, stunned, uh, silence while we're serving a mousse-bouche. And everybody's sort of watching the room and it's very tense and it's very, it's exciting, but they're not sure what's going to happen. And then suddenly we hit them with the Arabian course and it's a shared meal. And that is when the fun kicks in. And all of a sudden we're starting to build relationships with people that we've never seen or known before. And we force photography where they share WhatsApp numbers with one another so to cool. send the photographs to one another, etc. And by the end of the night, they are best of friends. And we see it every single night, which is phenomenal. It's fantastic. So how do we book? Well, yeah. Okay, so our website is up and running after a small diversion this morning. <laughs> Jacaranda crashed. Oh, no. <laughs> I love it. Oh, no, after they were on Jacaranda. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so. It was great to see, by the way, Martin Bester. What a we great were guy. with Martin Bester this morning as well, so we're really doing all the radio stations today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the website is up and running. It is dinnertimestories.co.za and you can click on any one of the booking links, the multiple booking links on, uh, on the website. Alternatively, you can go through to Compute Ticket, Compute Ticket are our ticket agents, and we are selling tickets for November. We are fully booked until the 2nd of November, and they are flying, flying, flying. They so are flying. If you want to see this, which is something that you really don't want to get FOMO for, um, now's the time to book. We, got, you guys are going to share. We're definitely going to share. We're definitely okay. going to share. And book it. Book. How do we book it? Okay. So you book uh, Compute Ticket, okay. and you book dinnertimestories.co.za. And uh, I want to thank all my very special guests for joining us. Ben Foss, don't miss Benny Bushwhacker. It's uh, happening around the country. Peter Dirk Ace, the echo of a noise happens at the Better Like of this weekend. Uh, Dire Straits experience. The Dire Straits guys are all here in Pretoria. They're going to rock that stadium. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Rock of Ages and, of course, Forever Plaids going on at Monte Cassino. Don't miss Dinner Time Story South Africa. This show has been very full. My name is Alan Ford. This is CliffCentral.com. But I want to end off with uh, Walk of Life. Um, so this, if you don't know who this is, I mean, uh, this is a, thank you, Chris White, for joining us, Die Straight, eh? And this is cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.